0: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This
1: is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, chickens. It's the fabulous Adam Richard, and uh, I do have a theory... Watched uh, the latest episode of Doctor Who Orphan 55, which was on this morning at uh, (laughs) 7am. Blink, blink, bleary-eyed. I'm very bleary-eyed. Listen how croaky my voice is. Uh, (laughs) I didn't even have a late night last night, but I didn't sleep very well. It was think I was attacked by a mosquito. Also, it was a bit smoky, so I woke up coughing a little bit. Anyway, uh, you don't need to hear about my sleeping problems. Um, You want to hear about Doctor Who. Uh, So, Orphan 55, written by Ed Heim, who wrote the uh, superlative It Takes You Away from last series. Uh, And I'm very excited that he has written The Macra Terror again. Um, Oh, that's cruel. I said I was going to be nice in this podcast. Uh, (laughs) So, the Doctor, and companions are uh, uh, whisked away by teleport to a, a, a resort uh, of sorts—a uh, vacation they call it, uh, where it's a fake vacation. It's—we uh, don't find that out until halfway through the episode. Spoilers, um, but yeah, it's—it's uh, it's just a big dome pretending to look like. Uh, well, obviously, The Beach in South Africa. Uh, this has the same director as Spyfall Part 1, so I'm presuming they did a lot of this in the same block of recording as Part 1 of Spyfall, and then, mysteriously, Part 2 of Spyfall would have been done in a different block of recording. I know, that is how television works. It's all out of order, even the episodes. Uh, so, yes, this is... Uh, it's, a, it's a resort that gets attacked by monsters, just like the Macro Terror, which is available as an animation because it's a lost episode from back in the 60s, it is a little plodding, I will let you know. I did nod off twice when I tried to watch The Macro Terror last time. When I watch it for this uh, podcast, that is going to be a very, very bizarre state of affairs. Uh, so, um, look, I I did enjoy this episode. I love a base under siege. I love... Uh, uh, You know, old school Doctor Who. Uh, And so it was very 60s in that regard. But pretty much every Patrick Troughton story was this. Uh, They went somewhere, there were things outside and they had to try and save a ragtag band of of the Shakespearean actors from a monster, a man in a suit. Um, And there were several people in suits uh, in this one, which... Then so it morphed weirdly from the uh, <laughs> what was the MacroTerra or any any Patrick Trouton story really, um, to uh, Planet of the Apes, uh, or indeed The Mysterious Planet, which is uh, in the (laughs) the Trial of a Time Lord, Colin Baker series, basically finding out that this terrible mess of a planet was Earth all along. Now, I, I I suspect that Ed Heim does not do a lot of uh, science fiction, and so these tropes uh, are occurring to him as something original, exciting, and doesn't he doesn't know that it's been it's well trodden ground. Uh, but nevertheless, it was fun and exciting. Uh, the the Doctor is hysterical hysterical in this. Jodie Whittaker is very, very funny and has some brilliant lines. Like, you know, I've got a three-eighths of a plant, no, two-eighths of a plant. Well, I've got the letter P, but I'll make my way through it. very very funny. I could I could remake you with a tin of spam and some crayons. I know it's amazing. Uh, so yeah, really really good fun and great guest cast. Uh, some of my favourite actors, Laura Fraser, who played Kane. I have loved for a very long time. Uh, if you don't know her, she was in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. But m- uh, my favourite role of hers is as the blacksmith in A Knight's Tale. Oh, she's so good. Um, <laughs> I know. I love I love A Knight's Tale. I like. I seriously love it more than I probably should because it's a little bit stupid. Uh, I have so I did a lot of celebrity interviews when I was doing breakfast radio and it's kind of not the done thing when you're doing celebrity interviews to rock up with things to be signed because otherwise well you just look like like publicists get weird about it and it's but I love a Night's Tale so much that when I interviewed Heath Ledger for uh, Brokeback Mountain, Which I also love I got him to sign my Night's Tale DVD So that's one of the few I have I have that one And I got Bill Nye to sign a copy of State of Play The TV show that he's in with John Sim, uh, the master, and James McAvoy. Uh, speaking of James McAvoy, uh, I don't know if you've seen his Dark Materials on the Foxtel, uh, but Roger from his Dark Materials is in this as Silas, the little kid who is the assistant to uh, James Buckley from the In Betweeners character. Well, the assistant, he's the son and obviously superior. I, I did love that there was a lot of, oh, he knows nothing, he's a kid. And, you know, then we get the. the really pat line kind of at the end is like no oh, he's the only one who knows how to do these things where is he that that little family drama kind of annoyed me seeing as we'd already seen that whole thing play out with Kane and Bella's characters so I didn't really understand why we were getting two bites of the um my parents no good apple but there they were uh I loved hyphen with a three um <laughs> uh hyphen was great uh although we didn't really see enough of her and oh the gorgeous moment where where vilma wanders off to sacrifice herself because her husband's no longer with us now when he was banging on the door i thought the dregs were going to turn out to be uh you know mutating people into them uh, but then it, it yeah it was weird that we didn't see any of him then, it was just Cain going, oh yeah, they were toying with him, so I killed him, and you're just like, well, yeah, but how were they toying, unless that was meant to be a red herring, until we find out this is what happens to the human race, and they can breathe carbon dioxide now, and breathe out oxygen, which, you know, I mean, look, they don't seem like they're having the best life, but... Means they've adapted to their terrible situation. The, by the way, the ecological message that we get at the end of the episode, I thought was a little heavy-handed. Uh, I get it, you know. It's but. I mean, I've been watching Doctor Who since I was a little kid, and this has been a message in the show since the 70s. Like, the Green Death, the John Pertwee series, there's a lot of, like, you know, stop polluting because bad stuff happens. Uh, and in, we do indeed get giant maggots made out of condoms. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's been a message in the show for a very long time. So, for it to kind of come back now and be... I don't know. It just I just felt like they were laying it on with a trowel. Also, you know, people are going to hate on this show already. It's like, it's too woke... And there's you know, lady doctor, and and the cast is too diverse, and oh, now it's Greta Thunberg crazy, and it's like you know, you're just playing into the hands of people who want to hate it. And I've seen enough of those YouTube videos. I don't even watch them. They just turn up. That's like the termites in my in my internet feed, just eating away at it from the inside. Uh, so yeah, I look. I enjoyed this episode. It just it just felt like there was like missing a second level like it was trying to lay on so many extra things and and weird surprises like oh that's really my mother who do, do and all that kind of thing that i feel like it it missed the a chance to be as extraordinary as the last episode that ed heim wrote so yeah i mean i i enjoyed all the little surprises like no it's a dome it's been a dome all along you know this this sea vista was really a wall uh but yeah i i i enjoyed it i'd I might enjoy it again another time. As I said, all the jokes were well worth the visit. But as for, you know, I'm not going to be surprised by anything that happens in this episode the next time I watch it. Because all the surprises were weirdly unsurprising. They were regular science fiction tropes that have been in Doctor Who seven or eight times, if not the rest of... I read a lot of science fiction books. I watch a lot of science fiction television. So, you know, none of this is particularly surprising to me. But anyway, for the macro terror done in 2020, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, (laughs) It's just, it hasn't been my favourite episode ever. But it's still fun, and I'm very much looking forward to Goran Viznich next week playing uh, Nikola Tesla. Oh, and a giant scorpion. Uh, so look, now I've run up against the the sands through the hourglass. They've the days of our lives are ending. Uh, but um, I will get onto your theories from Spyfall uh, in tomorrow's episode. I have many, many, many to chew through because it's not on until Thursday on the ABC. I don't get your your theories until. Till the end of the week, so sometimes I do it's it's gonna take me a while to chew through them. So we're gonna flip back to last week's episode and possibly the weeks before tomorrow.